Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it, for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, Taylor at Vaco, V-A-C-O.com is how to get in touch with me, old fashioned email, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. Matt, give the people what they want. Who are you? What do you do? We'll go from there. First, as Lori would tell you, if she were here right now, no, you don't want snow. Trust me, as a former South Dakotan, no. (laughs) Yeah, you're like the only guy I've ever met from South Dakota. Uh, That's because there are so few of us, Taylor. (laughs) So... Yeah. So, yeah. So tell me about yourself. So, so, so tell the people who you are. I know who you are, but tell the people who you are. I'm Matt Fessler. Uh, I've been in engineering as long as I can remember, but uh, let's see, it's been about 30 years. Uh, I actually didn't start out as a software engineer. Um, I started out as a chef. I was actually a classically trained chef. There you go. And, uh, unfortunately, due to some kitchen uh, incidents, Involving a back injury, I had to find a new career. So here I am, uh, awesome. engineering instead. I love it. I love it. So Matt, so the reason why I want to have Matt on, Matt and I have chatted multiple times about trying to give back to job seekers, right? And and Matt's very passionate, and I love this in managers that want to help people even though they're not a fit for the team. And so, so Matt, I want to just dive in super high level. What? Listen, the market's nuts right now. How can job seekers separate themselves in the interview process? In your words. Well, um, I'm staring at one of those ways right now, obviously, Taylor. Um, One of the things that you have done, and I think a lot of us you have networked with, have run with, is all of the new tools that we didn't have years ago. One of them being LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, To any job seeker out there, one of my most rewarding experiences, all of my most rewarding experiences on LinkedIn have been connecting with you just because you did reach out because you did DM. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to instill, instead, probably distill it into one piece of advice, it would be do not hesitate. It doesn't matter whether you think that the job is attainable. Reach out to that hiring manager. If you can connect with them and ask them questions, then even if you don't walk away with the job, you've walked away with more potential to find a job. So do not hesitate. I love that. And so so, I, so I've gotten some pushback from this I've gotten some pushback when I, I, the people are like that's weird. It's salesy. The managers know what you want, Matt. How do you like to be approached from job seekers who are maybe sliding into your DMs? And and maybe what type of questions should they ask hiring managers to not sound weird? Well, first of all, it's important to acknowledge that humans aren't built for digital communication, right? So it is going to feel weird. And all you can really do is just set a friendly tone. You know, if, if that means a smiley face, fine. Make it a smiley face. Just help them to understand, look, I know I may not get a job, but I really understand that you may have valuable advice to give me. Mm. If you're asking for advice, 
you may walk away with the job, but you'll definitely walk away with advice because who doesn't like to listen to the, themselves talk? You know, that's just also how we're built. Yeah. I mean, literally that, that's what I say. I mean, listen, especially in tech, right? Like tech people, they love to hear themselves talk. And oh, so yeah. my thing is, is like, if you engage in a hiring manager and you said it right. And I said, I want to, I want to dig into that a little bit advice right? people don't know what to ask. They're like, what do I ask? And it's like, listen, like ask for anything. Okay, give give an example of maybe, okay. maybe a good right. question to ask. Um, this great guy uh, reached out to me through a mutual acquaintance. So I'll go ahead and give you his initials, TG. I believe you saw his comment earlier. Um, Mr. T basically just wanted to figure out how he even approached a tech interview, right? Mm. Um, and by asking that question, what we really did is we opened the door to everything because I was on camera with him. We talked a little bit and I gave him some focus tips like make sure you got something pretty blank behind you. Yeah. So the interview is focusing on you. I gave him some feedback and mannerisms. So especially for the entry level person who doesn't necessarily have all of those cues that you know, but don't really recognize in an interview room, yeah. by having that conversation, it really allows them to figure out how to interview online, even if it's their first time. So I love it's that. One thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. One of the big, one of the big questions, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on my question. I tell, especially junior developers, but even, even also th this question for junior developers is, is I would message a manager be like, Hey, Mr. Manager, do you got six minutes to talk to me real fast? I'm trying to level up my interview game and I would love to know what you like to see in junior developers interviewing. Yeah, absolutely. And well, you want me to ask what I yeah. want to see in a junior developers interview? Um, there, there's the vanilla stuff like a code repository. Yeah. You literally cannot have too many code repos if it's your entire po portfolio, right? Yeah. When you've had a few years on the job, you can start talking about experience, but until that point, I mean, a manager is probably not going to look through all of your code, but if it's public, it's accessible and it's compilable, I guarantee they're popping into a couple of apps and maybe even throwing a couple of senior engineers on it to see if you're worth that initial interview. So yeah. that's one thing. I love that. Yeah. Um, be super honest on your resume. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if it has to be half a page, do half a page. Um, basically... I won't call it padding the resume, but when you add that extra content, be a hundred percent crystal clear on that content. You got to be able to speak to it. Yeah. You got to be able to speak to it. Absolutely. So I know it's tempting because it feels pretty blank, but that's okay because yeah. it's our expectation that it's going to be pretty blank when you've got that junior level. Going well, let's on. not even talk juniors, man. There's a lot of senior engineers that pad the stats as well, right? I mean, I mean that that can go across the board. Yeah, it, it, that that is absolutely a universal lesson. I, yeah. I don't care if you're, you know, going in for VP. Be prepared to talk about it if you list it because exactly. it's all fair game. Yeah. yeah. So there's a question already coming again. If you all have questions, one of the reasons why I have this platform is. There's no place to get direct questions to a hiring manager in this open spot. So definitely ask them. Um, so LinkedIn user, what holds more value skills or experiences? And I'm assuming own personal kind of projects versus real world, which I think I know the answer. Yeah, it's both. Yeah, I mean, it depends on your level. You have to figure out uh, LinkedIn user. <laughs> that 
if all we have when evaluating you for a junior level position is your your skills, what you've developed while you were educating or on right. your own time, that's what we're going to use. And when we start looking at you for mid or senior level, we're going to we're going to look at both. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the one thing I will add is experiences tell us a couple of things. They tell us what you've done in the past, but they also have a lot of hidden meaning in how your soft skills are. How do you how do you work with others? So yeah. those experiences sometimes can be the value add, especially when you're in a competitive position where you're like going for that senior spot. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, Daniel, it's good to see you. Leo, it's also great to see you too. Leo, I saw your DM. I will get to it. I promise. I'm just a little <laughs> slow in DM messages. Um, so uh, let me let's dive into the interview process, right? So we talked about networking, right? You're talking about reach out. It's okay. It's awkward. We're not meant to do digital. It's fine. Ask question. Ask for advice. Oh, we got we, we got another question coming in. Um, question for Matt, M Mr. Fessler. Did you include your prior work experience as a professional chef when applying for a tech job? That's fascinating. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you really? Uh, I did. Uh, a little, little, little blip, little blip on the resume. Well, it was more than a little blip because I started out like everybody else where in the beginning, it was all the experience I had. And yeah all that I could really do was communicate, Hey, look, here are the things that I've learned on my own. Here are the things that I feel like I add value. And here's my work ethic. Yeah. Because man, if you want to talk about a work ethic, oh, even training to be a chef is yeah. a backbreaking pursuit. So um, if people understand that, and it actually did help me out because as part of my breakout position, uh, I got interviewed at a place in New York city as a, uh, uh, high rise in Manhattan and they had a fully functional kitchen. So we actually cooked lunch as part of my interview. We Are you serious? I am dead serious. They had a fully stocked fridge, like uh, all the coffee making stuff. That's and it was pretty fun. That's amazing. Um, uh, Grant comes in. Woo, woo, Matt, one of the best guys I've ever worked with. We yeah. bonded over my sommelier experience. That's awesome. I love my that. food, his wine. There you go. I love that. Um, so let's do, dig into the interview, right? I feel like I feel like interview process is broken, and we can talk a little bit on the hiring manager side as well as the job seeker side here. As as a job seeker, what's some things job seekers should keep in mind in the interview process? Because it kind of gets a little kludgy. And what's some just encouraging words for for the job seekers? Be patient and provide feedback. We are. Uh, a physical world that's moving digital. Yeah. Whiteboarding interviews are not the practical thing that they used to be. Right. Um, a lot of companies are reacting to this by putting out a, you know, like the the proctored tests. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff. Be I've never I've never done leak code, but everyone hates it. Uh yeah, I've heard the same. I've never done it either. Yeah. I've been curious a couple of times, so I have an account. I've just never used it. Um give feedback. But give feedback to the hiring managers or hiring yeah. managers need to give feedback to the job seekers? No, no, no. no. Uh, obviously, hiring managers to job seekers, but job seekers, you are, you may not get the job, but you're improving the odds for everybody else by giving feedback on how well or not well something worked in that interview process. You're not always going to have a hole to make that comment, but sure. talk to your recruiters. Talk yeah. to talent acquisition. Let them know that sucked. It didn't work at all. Yeah, I love it's that. It's the only way we get better, so. How, how should, you know, 
I'm curious if you have any special sauce because I feel like the interview process right now on the flip side is very much beat down, right? It's more of, I always say that normal hiring process is not why you should work here. No, wait a minute. The traditional hiring process is not, hey, we want you. Let's just figure out. Let's ask you some questions and make you work. It's typically convince us why you should work here, right? It's kind of more of this kind of like beat up mentality. How what? How do you structure your interviews and maybe some advice to hiring managers to improve their interview process right now? Oh, so much, so much, Taylor. Um, yeah, I know, I know. I, I I just saw your brain break on that one. Yeah, so I, I just I don't even know how to crack. Yeah. Um, I've never been a big adherent to the whole "why should we let you work here?" Right? I have money. I want to pay you to do work show me that you can do that work and yeah. show me that you're not going to, you know, murder people in the parking lot when you get off work. Very, <laughs> very low level of expectation. Just but, that. Just saying, just saying you, you got to not be a terrible person and know how to do your job in my perspective. Yeah. We want the best people. Right. But we understand that it's a really big puzzle. And that person is one part of that puzzle. Right. If you come to me with the skills and I have an opening, I'm going to give you a shot because I know you're going to fit in there somewhere. Right. And, and, but like, so how do you structure your interviews? Um, cause I'm curious. Um, and, and, and I don't know if you have any, a special sauce that you do that's netted success that you're willing to share. So I have, uh, two peers at Navi health in the engineering department. Uh, right. th- that would be Dwayne Settlemeyer and Aaron Bashir. Okay. Aaron, Dwayne and I have a process where we come in, we do an overview and we have an agreed upon format where we're all present and looking at that individual at the human aspect, right? Overview. How do you work in agile? How do you work with others? How about these specific situations? And then based on that initial screening process, we have a general idea of where we want to guide them in the organization. And Mm -hmm. we set up a second panel of that more technical stuff. So it's not really rocket science. It's mostly just focusing on, are you going to be a team player and a good person to work with? okay, let's get you over to somebody who can take a look at the technical skills. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating because I want to, I want to compliment you on one thing you just said um, is you, you three are on the same page. You three know what's going on. I feel like right now at companies across the country, there's just no, there's just no rhyme or reason for interviewing. Right. It's just kind of like, Who's available? Ask some questions and let's just figure it out. And it's just like, uh, and then then the candidate gets a bad experience. So props to you for it, for having that. Props to the two of them, because if we weren't able to collaborate, uh, it would be a broken paradigm, just like everything else. So yeah. thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. I mean, hiring managers be intentional. So we got, we had a few more comments come in. Let's see here. Steven, it's great to see you. Chris says, says uh, don't break the guest brain. I'll <laughs> Almost try not to. Um, yeah, Sarah goes in. I never get to share my ideas and I never get to information on how to improve. So she makes an interesting, Sarah makes an interesting comment I want to dive into. Hiring manager feedback. Matt, do you give it for, to a certain extent to candidates? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, it's frustrating to me because it feels like in some situations that possible and some it's not. Uh, like it's always harder to give feedback to candidates via the contract to hire path simply because there's at least one more level, but we try, you know, if we're not proceeding with the candidate, we try to give that feedback, you know, and encourage it to get down to the candidate. 
right. uh, with the uh, full-time employee path, it is a little easier because you're typically working more directly with talent acquisition. Yeah. Sarah, the one thing I want to say uh, is a lot of hiring managers try to leave space in that interview at the end for you to ask questions. I know it's a bold move, but there's no reason that you can't give your feedback there. Ooh. I know it's not what they're looking for. Here we go. But if you can take 30 seconds, I, I swear you will stand out if for no more reason than you did something other than ask what the compensation package was. But do you think that could hurt people though? I mean, you got to be tactful, right? Like you can't just railroad the hiring manager be like this, this shit sucks. And sorry, we're live on the internet, but like, like you can't just say that. Right. So do you have a way to phrase that Matt to hiring managers? Yeah. Positive first, negative second. I mean, it's the same way that you give constructive criticism to anybody. It, yeah. It's got to be in the toolbox. Yeah. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I particularly liked the section where we talked about this. However, I became a little frustrated or had trouble showing my skill set when we got to this. Yeah. So you yeah. still have to be tracking. You still have to keep track of those things that really threw you off or just graded, you know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Great question from Muhammad up here. I love this. Um, hi, both. A question. I have one year of experience as an intern, junior, full stack developer, front end focus. Now I want to get into back end cloud. Any advice with this experience? Thanks. Oh, so much once again. I, <laughs> um, Matt, I can tell Matt's trying to distill and you've done an amazing job this, this on this episode of distilling your answers. Very simple, but I can tell your brain is just working overtime right now. Yeah. And, and, you know, the trite answer is the obvious one, Mohammed. You really need to train yourself, okay? If you want to focus on back-end cloud, go and um, take all of the free education you can. Yeah. Keep track of those classes because in the lack of formal experience saying, I've done this, and then I went out and got my own Azure account yeah. and created this proof of concept, both of those things, whether it's Pluralsight or YouTube, keep track of what you've been doing so you can discuss it in that interview that helps you break in. Yeah. I love that. I also think too, I think making sure you communicate this in the interview with another company, mm -hmm. right? So if you're interviewing for another full stack job or a front end focus job, that's fine. But say, Hey, listen, if there's an opportunity in the organization, this job to do more back end, I would love to do that. Make yourself electable, communicate, because if your hiring managers don't know, they're never going to be able to set you up for success. Yep. Yep. Um, so definitely communicate that. Um, let's see here. We got another question from James former guest on the show last week. What are your thoughts on bending your requirements with related experience compared to someone that you really like for the team and their willingness to learn? So if you're talking about, uh, yeah, I, I might need clarification. If this is like uh, four years of experience or four years of college, then to me, it's the person and not the education, right? right. Yeah. Formal education has some advantages but uh, so do people who've been sitting in their basement doing it for five years. Right, right. Hopefully I interpreted that correctly. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, and I think it's probably close to what James was what was wanting um, as well. But James, definitely clarify. Um, Elliot goes, I like giving the feedback to recruiters about the bad hiring process. Listen, we – so I will tell you this. I'm all about you telling us the experience. Unfortunately, hiring managers are stubborn. Most mm -hmm. of them are, and they won't improve. A lot of the times, a lot of the times, I, man, I don't consider you stubborn. Um, I, 
a lot of the reasons why recruiters get bad reputations is because the hiring managers on the other side aren't doing the work. Right. And so, um, but I would definitely communicate everything, right. Let, let us know about the experience, what could be better. Cause a lot of times we do try to go back, uh, to the hiring managers and say, Hey, listen, the, the, you talked about this. You didn't tell us this was part of the job. So definitely keep that chain of communication open. And the good news is Elliot, that they also tend to package it in a very palatable fashion. So yeah. if you do give it through your recruiter, there's more chance that it's going to be well received. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so here's a question from James. And I think James chimed in. He's from Montana. Mm -hmm. James, you're from Montana. He is. MT. That's Montana, right? Yep. Um, James goes, classic question. Chicken or the egg. What makes a candidate stand out for you, stand out to you, a good versus a great engineer? Critical thinking and uh, drawing outside of the lines. But let's, so, okay, here's my pet peeve. We talk about critical thinking. We talk about good communication, but we don't define that, right? Let's talk critical thinking. Like, right. what does that mean to you? Critical thinking is the person who asks the questions before they give the answer. They're fully defining the problem, right? Okay. And then if they hear something in that question that they don't agree with, which they feel might lead them or the solution astray, they're picking it apart. So you have to be ready to ask questions before you give your follow-up answer. And you also need to be willing to push back on the poorly formed question. Ah, right? yes. Push back yes. because this shows that you are actually thinking about right. the question you were just asked and the solution you're trying to provide. Yeah. And I think another thing too, and this isn't necessarily what makes a good versus great engineer, but I, I do want to highlight this because I'm, I'm getting a little bullish on, uh, on this topic. We always talk about improving your communication skills in the interview process. One of the big things is, and, and, and I'll be interested to hear your thoughts, Matt, but basically if you don't know the answer to the question, just don't, don't say, I don't know. And that's it. Right. We talk about good communication skills. Good communication is keeping as asking questions and keeping the dialogue going, right. Kind of like this show, right. It, it, you have to keep it going. So if Matt asked me like, Hey, do you know how to write a, variable i don't know i'm just making things up and i say and i say no and then i just sit there then that's awkward but if i say you know what matt i i don't know how to write a variable but i've done something similar here's what i've done and then expound on it yep that's better Absolutely. i love that because it just shows that you are teachable yep yep and that's a great resource second half of the question just real quick for james sorry i'm gonna hog a little bit of time here oh, go ahead simple fact is if you are willing to consider any approach, then that means you're leaving the door open for innovation. So people who think outside of the, the textbook solution for any given problem are going to stand out because hiring managers understand that that's an agile mind that can probably go further than most. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, and then I, I do apologize. My daughter's having a meltdown in the background, if you can hear it. Um, <laughs> Dominic, what networking resources would Mr. Fessler recommend to new developers with no coding background? Other new developers with no coding background, because I guarantee that at least a few of them have had exposure to recruiters and hiring managers and can help you get further. Hmm. Um, on LinkedIn, to me, it's about making those first five connections and then exploring their connections. Ah, yeah, that's great. I love that. I it love is. that so much. 
Um, let's see here. And, and we're already close to 30 minutes. Matt's got some stuff in production, so I don't want to keep him too long. Um, so we're going to go through this real quick. Um, Elliot goes, I've got a good bit of front end experience, but I'm looking to build more knowledge based in the back end and cloud to become, oh, I think this is the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking action on learning like you, Muhammad, what else could I be doing? I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I think, I think building a project, right there, there was one guy who, he was a .NET Azure guy here locally in Nashville. I was working with him. He didn't have a ton of Azure, but his only Azure experience was actually, he was doing like a nonprofit type thing and standing up something for them. And he was using everything of Azure you know, durable functions and all that other stuff I don't know about. Right. And the company interviewed him because he actually had that project side project on his resume. Yeah. Just one word for Elliot. Um, to me, leading and contributing are two completely different paths. Mm. Um, figure out what you want to focus on. It's nice to understand the technologies that you'll be leading, but if you do want to go into people management, um, consider that carefully because the skills are definitely different. I'm sure you're already aware of that, but uh, and, um, the exposure. I would, I would highly check out my interviews with Ben Henderson, Elliot, that I've had because he, I don't know if you know Ben, Matt, but Ben's a VP of engineering. He's in Nashville, but he's a VP of engineering for a company out of Phoenix. He was my um, director. Yeah. He, he was, he was. Oh my, yeah. Oh yeah. shoot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah. Ben's, Ben's a good one. Ben's Learned a, good a lot one. from him. Yeah. yeah. Ben's a good one. So definitely check out Ben's, um, Ben and I's interview. Yeah. So James comes back in, gives a little bit more color experience, um, is greater. Say you're looking for a PM and you have two, uh, experience of two years compared to someone with four years, but the person with two years would be a great fit because they're critical thinking. You just talked about this, but you can tell the four years experience may be more knowledgeable. You want to take a chance on a new hire. I am willing to take a chance on a new hire, but only if there's something that makes them stand out. Yeah. That's a simple fact. Um, if we're measuring people, you know, it's not just about your gut. It's about what you have on the table. So love James, that. in that particular case, you may get beat out, but that just means the next opportunity, you're going to be super sharp and ready for it. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Um, Leo, thank you for the affirmation. So time is almost up. Uh, Matt, I always leave the last few minutes um, for the speakers to just say any wise words of wisdom. I mean, any other thoughts that you're seeing right now or, um, or anything you're seeing right now that you have thoughts on, you're super passionate about hiring or the job search? Yes. Um, work Go. with your recruiters. Work Say with that. your recruiters. Hiring managers, things are riskier and more vague than they've ever been. Work with your recruiters. Set up touch points. Make sure that you, and this isn't just because I'm on with a recruiter against recruiters it is because it has been key for us communicating with them and helping i mean it doesn't matter how big or how small the detail tell them because they can use it to find you better candidates yep. and you gripe about how much time you spend in interviews well hey that just means you hire faster and have less yep. time in interviews so that's my thing i love it i love it uh so y'all go connect with matt on linkedin um, and definitely DM him. Um, I'm sure he'll get back to you, um, with some, some amazing thoughts. Um, but Matt, thank you for hanging out with me this morning. Um, stay on real quick before we end again, want to give another shout out to, um, my, my sponsor render ATL, go check them out. I'm serious. It's going to be a great event. You won't want to miss it. I will be there. Guidance counselor 2.0. We'll have a booth. We'll be live videoing and everything. So Y'all have a great one. I am off tomorrow. Have a doctor's appointment. Everything's fine. Just have a doctor's appointment. Um, so I'm off tomorrow. Thursday's Unicorn Finders. And then Friday, we're back at it. Y'all have a great one. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Or nope, not tomorrow. I'll see y'all Thursday. Peace. Hey. 
You did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at tdeson on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.